necessary. We're back. Okay, fine. So, the phone? The phone thing? I don't know where we left off in that recording. Um, when I looked at the, re the recording on here, it was dead. So, we could have recorded 10 minutes of what we talked about. We could have recorded 20 or 5. I don't know. Okay. So let's just continue where the where the heart is right now. Okay. Um. For the people listening to this, and including myself, currently I feel really ignorant to the war. Because... I don't want to believe anything. I want to feel. Mm -hmm. And even when you're telling me your story, yeah. I don't believe that either. Mm. I feel what the part of it I feel, I feel is going on. For me, there's a war going on already up here with everybody. The war of the mind with the spirit and the whole control over humanity in general so the war in my feeling in the feeling is a symptom of what's happening already however this results in me being a little bit ignorant to what's actually happening on a day-to-day -day basis for you and your dad and your mom people the same as me so in a way I'm shutting off my feelings because I don't want to be controlled by the bad news. The stories. Mm -hmm. Putin's doing this to this. This is doing to this to this. Because then the mind is then, my world is then becoming this against this. Fight, fight, war, war. And then I'm seeing that out of my reality. Because you become the information around you. You become the people around you. You become the first five people around you is set in I forget the book I read lately you become a mirror of those five people around you you mold to the, yeah, the spaces true. so I've been very selective with the information I wanted to receive on this matter I haven't been listening to the news I haven't been on Facebook I haven't been doing any of the things to gather information mm -hmm. yet deep in my heart I want to support the love and the uprooting of people so people can root themselves again so if there's any uprooting that's happened and then I divinely get to meet you okay and I see that you're not some U Ukrainian girl that's coming with like all ripped clothes and homeless and has no clothes to wear and nowhere to sleep and no food to eat or any of these things you are being supported and you are really heart-centered and you're an emotional being and you're lots of love and you're amazing. Oh, thank you. And I really wanted to sh you to share with me and the listeners what it's been like from your reality. Like, what is war to you? Uh, In your young, open mind. Oh, it's not just the thing you can answer in like few sentences and it's not the thing you can understand right away uh, I, I just get a feeling that uh, in general to say it in general uh, the most like let's say people like young people teenagers uh, kids they have uh, 
or in general just people they have this uh, list of things it goes like kindergarten then school then university and then work in my case it was school then pandemic then war it's it's something like this so it it can be it can be explained because it's not uh, like an aspect of your life it's a thing that shapes everything completely and uh, we can never know what war is for any of us because we never know how uh, our uh, fates will get and how the war, the war itself will uh, and and uh, and w in which place we will be uh, after it so now it's just the past it's nothing it's nothing stable it's nothing stable it's just um, like the, the like the famous quote that the only thing I have stable is uh, chaos it's that it's that feeling that you are you are living when you in, in the situation when you are constantly thinking of how you can be useful right now without uh, so uh, the thing the, the people in the internet are telling that you uh, you better build uh, plans for the future it helps uh, to reduce the anxiety and uh, to like uh, it inspires you and uh, makes you look at things at a uh, better view and uh, it doesn't work for everyone uh, it doesn't work for most of us because uh, I, I, I I'm okay with making plans I uh, like I make uh, a thousand plans about my future every day so I can understand what it would be like better but uh, most of the friends who I call in Ukraine they are like we have nothing but uh, but sadness and fear so uh, our plans is just to uh, like find a roommate for the for this flat for next month and finish this uh, little job we have finish this uh, job assignment work assignment and um, it's not it's not something you can uh, justify as a part of your life it's something that shifted and uh, changed everything you had before so now war is the reason why I can't uh, tell what 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 is what in my life anymore at all so yeah it's just like a hurricane and why can't you be in your house in Ukraine right now um, we left it uh, uh, well uh, to be honest um, No one, no one, um, no one really knows what to do, and um, we didn't know what to do either. So um, my house in Ukraine uh, is in Kharkiv, which is the city which has the most, uh, like, uh, the biggest area of buildings uh, destroyed by bombs. It, it 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 has like normal life, and even some businesses are still open in Kharkiv, and. Uh, my house is okay now. It even has like the heating and the water and the glass in the windows and uh, my cat and my granddad uh, and my dad who is sometimes uh, visiting. They are all okay right now, but uh, it is not. It's not so for most of the houses in this city right now. And um, I wanted to keep on working, and I knew that my life in Kharkiv, if I stay, uh, would 
they wouldn't let me outside at all. I would be just sitting uh, in, in my flat, looking out to the window, or only sitting like uh, somewhere in the safest place uh, in the whole apartment. And uh, we left uh, to for, for mom to have an opportunity to keep on working, and for me to have an opportunity to just um, going outside without my parents having a heart attack. <laughs> so yeah, and um, the plan was. The, 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 at the beginning, the plan was that my mom will just bring me to Lviv, like the western Ukrainian city, the biggest one of them all, and uh, she will bring me there and uh, then come back home to not let the dead, jo dead join the army. And Dad's plan was that we, me and my mom, go to Lviv, stay there, and then move somewhere else, and uh, he may join the army then because my mom wouldn't have to, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to stop him, and that's uh, that's what happened. She she didn't want to be here with me. She wanted to be with him, but uh, it's it, it, it was it was uh, so so obvious. There is no way back when we left uh, because the roads are dangerous and the city is dangerous, and there is nothing uh, like the government even uh, is recommending people to leave uh, the like the areas where uh, fighting is. Because the less uh, people inside, the less humanitarian aid need to be provided, the less volunteers would be in danger while providing it, and uh, the 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 easiest it would be for uh, Ukrainian uh, military forces to defend uh, this territory because there is no n not so many people who can die uh, like uh, under the broken buildings. So it's. Uh, it's uh, a good thing to leave uh, the area of fighting. That's a good thing. That's the way you can support uh, your government in uh, during this time. And uh, the best thing is to leave and to keep on working on on the uh, west of Ukraine to pay uh, and pay taxes and just not let the economy collapse. And uh, other thing you can do is uh, go uh, like abroad and uh, work from abroad and donate money and. Uh, like uh, join like the protests uh, or volunteer into hubs for other refugees so yeah there is a plenty of opportunities and Kharkiv like the, the cities which are in danger now don't have so much so many of them so it's better for everyone that we left yeah I think so we can go back home because it's dangerous and there is nothing there for us right now so yeah like this it would be a burden, like liability, to the to the mayor and other people defending the Ukraine. And after speaking and all that, what feelings are alive for you? Uh, well, you know, I'm. It's um, I'm used to it right now. Uh, it was it was really desperate, and it was uh, the first day here was really hard. And uh, like the girl who kind of runs the residency, uh, she uh, met us, and we were really tired uh, because our like our journey uh, to Ireland was five hours longer than it uh, should should have been and uh, we had a long long time uh, that we spent on queues uh, trying to get our PPS numbers done uh, and uh, like uh, get the SIM cards and uh, like get the status of uh, temporary protected people and so um, 
our journey took us five more hours than uh, it should have and uh, we arrived late at night and uh, she had this bedroom on the second uh, floor of her house with the view on the ocean and uh, everything was totally uh, dark at that time and she told us that we you will you will wake up uh, tomorrow and you will see the view and you will be so happy you're here of course we weren't we weren't happy at all we uh, the, the first morning was the hardest one and um, we had a nice breakfast and all that but uh, like the first days uh, every every minute we, which was filled with silence and every minute which wasn't filled with any action was terrible and uh, I I got I got used to be alone, and I got used to only like uh, only like he hearing from my friends through the phone and stuff like that. But um, I'm uh, I'm really a physical person, and for the first days uh, I felt like the touch of my partner and uh, the touch of my friends, and uh, I I actually felt it like uh, you know like you feel an amputated leg and you still feel it, and just I I, I felt an amputated people. Like I, they were here, they were with me, and I, I, I knew what like what, what my partner would say if they if they were near close to me in the plane. How would they react to the to the to the clouds? And uh, and then we we had a first phone call, and uh, they turned out to be so depressed uh, they wouldn't be able to support me anymore here, and I it was really hard to to just admit that, okay, fine, they have no, no room for supporting you because they can barely support themselves, so um, you're on your own for now, and uh, like this, 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 uh, this path from feeling uh, the closest one, just feeling them with you all the time to understanding that you won't get in touch anymore so, so much, uh, it was the most painful process, and now, um, yeah, I guess I guess we're doing great now. Uh, we are we are like calling with our dad uh, every every morning and every evening and uh, sometimes in afternoon too. And we call every of our um, relatives and mom calls her friends and I I'm calling mine. So uh, we we stay in contact with everyone and uh, it's it's really fun to see how my dad gets more fit every time we uh, we are calling. So. Um, there is like uh, there is like huge uh, strat of uh, it is it is going to be a big uh, fight for Donbass ahead. Uh, like uh, there is uh, a 9th of May. It's uh, the day when uh, two World War Two was uh, won by the Soviet Union, and uh, it is uh, a great. Uh, it's, it's it is a, it has a great parade in Russia, and everyone knows that they will try to amplify this the day of uh, it, it, it it's called the day of uh, of victory and uh, of course Russia will try to amplify the day of victory on the May 9th uh, to the situation in Ukraine to the war in Ukraine uh, they need something to present it on uh, on the parade on uh, May 9th so uh, they can present how they won the second time so before that in so somewhere in this time um, Somewhere in this time, between now and uh, May 9th, it will be a great uh, fight for Donbass, so the Russia can uh, like 
win some new territory to present it uh, on the parade and it's gonna be brutal um, everyone is saying that it's gonna be brutal so my dad is preparing and everyone is preparing and he's uh, yeah he's all he's often call he's, he's, he's often calling us from the gym and uh, now it's okay now it's all fine and uh, the city the city is uh, the city is under uh, shelling constantly but uh, they seem to be handling it well and uh, now it's I'm really really proud of him he he seems to be uh, he seems to be okay and he seems to be really fit and uh, he uh, has a cool uh, like nickname because they all do and uh, like uh, he's so cool and I'm I'm today I was thinking uh, we, we called him and I was thinking how cool he is um, and yeah we, I just got used to being uh, being alone and uh, I'm proud of everyone who is still in Ukraine doing great things and I'm proud of my dad most of all and uh, it's it's gotten way better yeah. it's way better now something like this so which part of you wants to go to Dublin in the next few days? Oh, the chaotic one, of course. The chaotic one. I'm, I'm really hoping to uh, share a drink or two with someone because I desperately need it. Um, we, when you're with your mom constantly, uh, it's like you're playing a completely different social role because um, if I, for example, pulled out a cigarette in front uh, of uh, in front of someone from the residency who who only seen me with my mom, they would come really crazy like, girl, you're so little, you're so nice. Why the hell would you smoke? And uh, if I, I if, uh, that's like the rough example, but you you, you I guess you are getting it. Uh, if I I was there alone, uh, it would be totally fine with them. I it's like. All the conversation would be uh, like ten, t ten times more adult uh, when I'm in the room. So yeah, I just need to uh, be in the another like social role where I'm um, an independent person, and I may seem as an adult person. I just desperately need it now, and I'm really hoping that I will get enough of it in the Dublin in this few days. Then I can get back to what I have now. Uh, that's totally fine. <laughs> But I need to rest a bit. Yeah. Thanks for sharing so honestly and authentically. <laughs> okay. Your experience with your dad and your mom. Oh, yeah. And all the transitions and getting here to Ireland and how you feel right now. Oh, yeah. That's. It's basically the first time I'm speaking about this openly and I feel validated and I'm really grateful I have this opportunity to. Um, it seems it's, it seems like an ending, yes, no? We're coming close. Okay, fine, maybe it's time for me to uh, introduce the ways uh, yes. for Irish people. Okay, so um, this is how we met. Uh, we met uh, and we had a conversation um, about the stained glass, of course, as I have, with, have it with anyone because I can um, <laughs> can, can't socialize without mentioning it, love it too much. And um, the thing is that uh, Michael told me about uh, the place that he uh, was having. 
in uh, Ireland, which is now um, empty and can uh, be uh, a place for hosting Ukrainian refugees. And he asked me about how to um, connect with welfare service or anything, uh, how to connect quickly uh, to um, like offer this place to refugees and I didn't have the answer but uh, I did a bit of research and turned out to be in Ireland there is uh, a lot of really easy ways of doing that and I will just uh, quickly we can we can um, like uh, add the links to the sites which I will name now to the caption of the podcast yes okay so you will you will see the links uh, below and uh, I will just uh, quickly uh, go through what you can do for Ukraine and uh, what uh, what among the things you can do may be uh, best ones so um, there is two big websites uh, on which you have can have all the information uh, you may need and uh, they are both really optimized and uh, easy and uh, there is uh, like you, you you won't need to spend a lot of time on doing this. So the first one is uh, supportukrainenow.org/ie. Um, it uh, it is like a general website which uh, collects all the information in every country in EU which uh, can support Ukraine. And uh, this link goes uh, dire- directly to all the opportunities in Ireland. So uh, they have links to. Uh, the ways of donating money to Ukraine, uh, ways to provide uh, humanitarian supplies, just the links, the links to the services. This is uh, this is uh, maybe the longer the longer way, but it has like more information to uh, learn and to understand. So you can also uh, find the link uh, on how to join the process and how to provide accommodation. And also, uh, this site also contains the other one which I'm in love with which is uh, really uh, useful and easy it calls uh, it, it, it is called irelandhelpukraine.com so easy irelandhelpukraine.com and it only contains uh, like a little enquête in which you um, t- tell like your name your surname your email your phone number and ways of how you uh, are going to provide help what you can do so uh, it's like a list of things which you can uh, like uh, choose the one and uh, click the button on that one or uh, several if you can uh, provide several uh, things and you just send uh, like this enquete and uh, the volunteers will connect you themselves so you won't need to spend any more than like two minutes on this so what uh, what are the options on uh, irelandhelpukraine.com um, um, you can uh, uh, say that you are able to provide humanitarian supplies that you can donate that you can provide translation uh, work opportunity um, transportation for Ukrainian refugees that you can help with documents and uh, that's I guess that's all that you can do uh, but it, it I think it contains most of the things that regularly people can do to help and it doesn't need any time so they will contact you and uh, uh, I think uh, it all will be done with them. There is all also um, a way, uh, like on, on the first site, which co- collects all the information, there is also uh, like a list of um, companies that work in uh, Ireland, which are now collecting uh, money. So, like the companies uh, f- like uh, Red Cross, mm, 
it's kind of the controversial one by now, but uh, I just don't, nothing else came in mind. You don't have to choose this one. So yeah, uh, they have like a list of uh, companies in Ireland which are collecting money for Ukraine, but also there is uh, this one service in Ukraine which connects, collects money uh, for uh, like for humanitarian supplies and for uh, body armors for um, Ukrainian uh, army. It's uh, the site uh, is uh, called SaveLife.in.ua, uh, and it, it's also super easy. And you can uh, donate through like Wayfopay. You don't need uh, to like, learn any new information. Um, I think this uh, site is available in English, so uh, this is like the fast, the faster way to donate if you want your money to arrive to Ukraine right away. So yeah, um, so that's it. So say that again. If people don't want to put their money to Red Cross, they can send it straight to Ukraine with a save life in a save life dot in dot ua. But it's not only Red Cross. It's way. It's, it's a list of organization organizations. But if they uh, want the money to arrive faster and this help to be faster, they they may they might uh, go to save uh, save life in UA. Yes, it's like the most the direct way of donating. What organizations or what group brought you and your mom here to West Cork? Oh, it's uh, oh my god, um, that would need a minute. I'm sorry, I don't I don't I don't know the name of it. It's um, Albers Foundation. Um, Albers Foundation. Uh, this is uh, the residency for artists. It's not uh, a Ukrainian refugee programs. I will be living here. Uh, I'm having Michael uh, as my guest today and the place where I live in this residency. So I will be living here with my mom and also with the comedian writer girl. Um, this residency have uh, this Albers Foundation residency have been uh, extremely uh, amazing and everyone in it are super nice to me and uh, we even uh, they even told that we can stay uh, whenever we can like stay however long we want however long we need and they are helping with finding jobs and um, I just I'm so glad I chose this opportunity because in Lviv I spent like the whole month just applying to residences all over the world to uh, gain some new experience and uh, gain some new levels because now it's like the time, the tiny gap when Ukrainian passport may pass you through everywhere, <laughs> and I know this this gap will close sooner or later, and probably sooner. So I need to, I need to like take uh, everything I can from this uh, this time when ev everybody wants to know more about this, and everybody wants Ukrainians. So yeah, uh, I'm really really glad out of uh, everyone who responded with a positive answer, I uh, chose Ireland, and I'm in love. So yeah, that's. And did the artist residency, did they pay for your flights here as well? Yeah. And they yeah. pay for your food now as well? Um, no? Now they don't, uh, but probably they will prevent a grant because um, it's uh, it's the thing we are now trying to figure out because we applied uh, for uh, gov governmental support, like for, for money from government. So um, I don't I don't I don't know if they still will uh, provide the grant, but they uh, when we uh, were flying here, we were offered the grant also, but I told uh, people from residents that we apply applied for the money from um, the government. So we are now waiting for an answer to know uh, what about the grant from the residency itself. Yeah. So um, any anyway, we uh, like, of course, it would be great to have them, but we are not starving and we're okay. So yeah, we have some savings. 
And do a, a lot of Ukrainians, and including yourself, do, do, do you guys have money? Do you have, a lot, a lot of Ukrainians have plenty of savings. Like, Irish people wouldn't be the, the richest people in the world. Some people have lots, some people have very little. I'm just kind of seeing, like, it, are Ukrainian people, is there any part of maybe Ukrainian people that may be taking advantage with the situation? Of they have plenty of money in their bank, but they're taking the opportunity through charities to get money. I'm trying to make sure, like we're putting out these details for uh, for people who are listening. So I, I, my friend Remy is in Thailand right now. He might have a lot of money. He might have a bit, and he like I'd really love to support this. But I'd really love that if he's putting going to put a hundred euro of his money, that could be like half of his savings, for example, yeah. and like. Mm-hmm. W- do you think that would be a smart idea for him to give half of his what he's in his bank where he could be giving it for his family to like are people really in need of this or is this being exaggerated on a financial level I know emotionally it's destroying but financially okay um, so let's me let me clarify mm. um, most uh, you may check the donations which go uh, on support <coughs> of the refugees but uh, military forces in Ukraine and uh, <coughs> defense in Ukraine and humanitarian aid is Ukraine are 100% uh, necessary because um, it's it's a lot of what what's happening. So you don't you don't get to think about uh, Ukrainians uh, just uh, trying to uh, fool you because when you send money uh, to the link that I uh, I told you about, you may be 100% sure it will all go. Uh, on buying bodysuits, uh, humanitarian aid, medicine and uh, food uh, for the ones in need uh, because there is a lot of uh, a lot of villages and a lot of cities in block and uh, people actually do need this and if you are not sure whether you want to donate or not choose uh, choose the donation organizations uh, which Choose the donation organizations which uh, tell you where the money goes. And uh, the, the last link I uh, sent you is um, the most popular Ukrainian uh, donation organization. So the people from Ukraine donate uh, there too. And um, I'm not. I don't think. Um, I don't think there is a possibility for you to be fooled by these organizations. Um, the Red Cross is controversial as hell, and I would not recommend you. Uh, to donate like to international red cross uh, i would recommend you to donate to the like ukrainian red cross because uh, it uh, it um, is existing kind of apart from uh, decisions that uh, like the main people of red cross are making right now which is completely crazy um so uh, if you donate to humanitarian aid it's 100 percent necessary if you uh, provide uh, housing for people who uh, fled Ukraine to live in Ireland I assure you we were not that rich um, I I wouldn't be able to afford this mounts for like a week like uh, major Ukrainian prices before the war um, were like uh, two times higher uh, two, two, two times lower than the prices in IE and the Ukrainian salaries before the war were uh, 15 times uh, Less. Less, yeah, fifteen times less than uh, what you, what the average uh, like salary is uh, in IE. So don't don't bother. Uh, our reach uh, is your poor. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's not 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 the thing to be. 
So do, does financial support from people that are supporting support emotional and mental oh, and physical yeah. well-being, of not course. just physical? Um, yeah, you know that you will have a tomorrow here. You know that you, no one will throw you away on the street. Yeah, um, you know, like living in uh, the living in the West Ukraine is um, is uh, a challenge right now because it has like a living uh, renting collapse because everyone like a hal- uh, like a, a half of other uh, half of Ukraine is now living in three cities. So you can imagine how uh, how much uh, uh, like the prices for the apartments uh, raised, and uh, it was really impossible to rent uh, a place in Lviv. Uh, we called uh, to um, we called to on the phone to the person who uh, created like appointment on the website that he told that he's renting a place and he told and uh, we called him 10 minutes after he published it and uh, later on uh, when we met like I was I was really insistent on uh, really uh, renting this place that's why uh, that's how we won it and uh, later on he told me that uh, 10 minutes after we called he couldn't uh, manage to delay it like this Disappointment. Okay, maybe that's not the right word, but anyway, uh, he managed. He didn't manage to delete it because uh, people were calling him inst- constantly, and he couldn't just uh, he couldn't use his phone because of the uh, endless uh, incoming calls, and he couldn't. He uh, like people who uh, are renting places. They like publish it, uh, then ten minutes go by, and they just uh, just turn off their phones because people are calling them constantly. So. Uh, it was quite a challenge there too, and uh, prices went some in some points like 50 times higher than it would actually cost. And uh, there are like murders, like living murders. It's it was a thing, and um, of course, uh, alongside to that, there were uh, a huge, uh, there was a huge amount of uh, caring people and uh, help and uh, volunteering, and uh, everyone in Western Ukraine are volunteering to help. Uh, like uh, people on the front line, they are doing the best they can, and uh, it's really great. But uh, having like a little piece of a piece in here, a uh, little little space when you where you where you can be uh, unbothered for a while, and where you can have like a simple uh, calm evening is a lot. It's really a lot comparing to what other refugees have uh, in other countries where there is much more of them it's uh, we're really lucky to, to be there honestly we're really lucky with Ireland it was the best decision ever and um, I'm I'm so in love with everyone around us here we're really lucky but yeah you don't need to feel guilty for having fun while you're in Ireland um, you're allowed to have fun and you're just because other people are struggling from your country um, and all that's happening, it doesn't give you a reason for the minds to tell you that you're not allowed to have fun, that you're not allowed to be in purpose, that you're not allowed to be present, that you're not allowed to be joyful, because you are allowed, definitely. Okay. <laughs> and anyone that wouldn't want you to and wants you to be serious because it's all happening, they might not love you very much. Oh. I don't have such people around me. I'm glad. No one, no one is like that. So have lots of fun. Yeah, I will try to. 
and I'm glad you shared that information you can send it to Jasmine after and she'll yep. put it at the description yep I will send uh, uh, the link and the description for every one of them so you don't mix it up <laughs> amazing um, I'm gonna end it with a beautiful little Eckhart Tolle quote okay fine let's see what jumps out Seeing beauty in a flower can awaken you. However, briefly, to the beauty that is an essential part. of your own innermost being, your true nature. Joy and love are intrinsically connected to that recognition. Flowers can become for us an expression in form of that which is most high most sacred and ultimately formless within ourselves flowers more fleeting more ethereal and more delicate than the plants out of which they emerge are like messengers from another realm like a bridge between the world of physical forms and the formless they are not only they not only have a scent that is delicate and pleasing, but also bring a fragrance from the realm of spirit. Nice. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you.